Hey, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. Would really like to thank you for taking time to check out our podcast, our Sunday sermons, and our Wednesday night Bible studies. You can always share this, download it, or even find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. You can also find out about our church service times. We have our Sunday service at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located in the Market Media Building. It's located at 203 East College Avenue, Sweet C in Divine, Texas. Plus, if you need to get any other information from the church, you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. Uh, we are going to be, I know the title is wrong because I didn't update it. I just realized that. So it's, it says Mark, but we're not in Mark. We're in Calvary Chapel Distinctives. We're in uh, Empowered by the Spirit is what we're going to be going over. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit tonight and uh, the importance of it for our relationship uh, and, and what it means for us to have the Holy Spirit reside in us. And so that's really what we're going to be dealing with. Uh, this evening so let's go ahead and pray and we'll go ahead and get started and uh, let's let's uh, get into it Uh, father god we do thank you lord for tonight we thank you for the rain we thank you for uh rest uh we we pray for our nation and and we just ask lord that you just continue to move and wake up and and do what you need to do with our leaders uh to get them to to go the direction they need to go, Lord. Uh, we pray for Afghanistan. We pray for those that are still stuck. Um, you know, if, if you watch the news, the news ain't giving you the news. There's, there's information out there that a lot of Christians have, are in hiding. Uh, a lot of Americans are still in hiding. And so we, uh, we just pray. We pray for their safety. We pray for uh, just the people of, of Afghanistan that are not part of this. Um, as far as the Taliban and the Al-Qaeda and all the other mess that's going on that are just running uh, because they're afraid of what's coming. And so, Father God, we just, uh, we just ask that you just continue to, um, to wake people up and, and that they would, they would look. Um, I, I know that David Platt had put something out today from their church. Um, if they find a, a, a Bible app on your phone or anything to do with you being a Christian on your phone, you're done. Um, if they find any kind of materials in the house, you're done. If, if, they're, if they're hiding you and they catch you, the people in the house are killed. Um, and so we pray, Lord, for the safety. Um, I know I've seen a lot of things that have said that the Afghanistan Christians are willing to die for you, but the American Christians are just arguing with each other and being divided. But Lord, we're uh, we are coming to you in prayer. We, we, uh, we know that uh, persecution is right around the corner for us as well. And um, we just ask, Lord, that you just continue to grow us and get us ready um, and to allow us to share the gospel to those uh, that need it. And at the same time, Lord, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Uh, refresh uh, a, a, a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives, Lord. And... Um, and we just pray again we pray for this city we pray for the night of worship as things are coming together and stages are getting ready to be built and things are sound is getting ready to be tested we just pray for all the tech stuff and the the other things that need to be done lord that we'll be able to get to it and and get it finished and so we we thank you we do pray for all the leaders and worship leaders that are going to come 
and Wade Collier who's coming out as well and just pray just that uh, it would be a blessed evening of, uh, of worship and, and just us coming um, uh, to worship you and, and to, uh, to pray for the city. Uh, we thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so tonight we're looking at being empowered, empowered by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is what we're going to be talking about this evening. Uh, I think this is one of the areas that most, a lot of Christians struggle with trying to understand. So tonight we're not, we're not going to get into the gifts, that's another chapter. Tonight we're going to talk about what it is to have a relationship and, and to be led by the Holy Spirit and not by our flesh. Uh, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness, witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so I think one of the things that we need to remember is that the disciples, when they first uh, had and were following Jesus, they were looking at Jesus as becoming a ruler to take over for Caesar, right? He was going to take over the Roman government. That's what their picture of it was. And so they were looking at it at, at, through a... Um, uh, a political type power, not a spiritual. And and so one of the things that we ne remember is a, a political power is by who? That's man, right? And, and, and that's the world standard, but that's not how God's going to handle uh, and, and, and when he sent his son into the world. And, and, and so when Jesus is saying, you know, you'll receive the power of the Holy Spirit, each of us as believers, when we give our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to reside in us. And so one of the things that we need to remember is that you're, you're either, uh, when we talk about being in Christ or in self, it's either spirit or flesh. That's, that's, that's it for a believer. You're either in your spirit or you're in your flesh. And so when we think about that, think about how we fix problems. Like we think when, when we have struggles with our kids or or, or we have struggles with somebody at work, or we're struggling with uh, even in our marriages or, or something like that, what we do is we want to fix it in our flesh. And, and sometimes, and, and that's what we're going to learn this weekend, is when we get into Mark chapter 5, again, we're dealing with hopelessness. Uh, one of the things we learn in, in Mark chapter 5 coming this week is that uh, the only person that can fix those problems is the people that fell at Jesus' feet. And, and so we need to uh, get away from the agenda that we have. Because a lot of times what, people, what happens is people get upset when things don't go the way that they want them to go. But whose agenda is that? Is that God's or yours? And, and so one of the things that we need to remember is we walk in the Spirit. We're, we're to be led by the Spirit. And to be led to do the way, do the things that God is wanting to do, not us. Um, and it goes back to that that uh, threefold relationship is what Chuck talks about. And so the threefold relationship of the Holy Spirit, Jesus describes the relationship between a, a person and God's spirit. He's, he talks about the paraclete, the para meaning it's alongside. Uh, the first, uh, the spirit is with a person to bring them to Christ. And that goes back to John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17. It says, And I will pray that the Father, 
uh, and he will give you another helper that he may, uh, he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And so it's the, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, that actually ushers us into the relationship with Jesus Christ. It lets us know that we are sinners, that we need repentance. And, and when we give our hearts over to Christ, it's, it's that Holy Spirit that resides in, in us. And that's the, he gives the three, the, the N and the epi. And so the N, the E-N, is, it comes into a life. And so second... Uh, the Spirit comes in a person when they yield to Christ. So John chapter 14, verse 17 says, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it, because it either neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you, and you will be in you. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 16, or verse 6 through 19 and uh, 20, it says, Or do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have from God, you are not your own. For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so he comes into a life. That's why it says the Holy Spirit who is in you, in you. This is very important because a lot of people don't get this part of it. The only way that you grow is through the Holy Spirit. You being obedient to the Spirit. The epi is the overflow. So as you grow, the epi, that's the third uh, part that Chuck talks about, is the Holy Spirit comes upon a believer to empower them for the Christian life. It, it's the Holy Spirit that allows us to do the things that we're called to do. It, you know, we try to do them in our, own, in our own strength, and we fail because we, we're not doing them in the power of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 5 says, First, then... Uh, it says, For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So that relationship is referred to as the baptism or the filling of the Holy Spirit. So what do you have to do to get that? Well, when you give your life to Christ, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It comes inside of you. Now, do you need a fresh one in the Holy Spirit at times? Yes. Sometimes you need to pray for that. Like you ever feel just like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling right now. You need a fresh one of the Holy Spirit. And, and we can pray for that. That's one of the things that we, we definitely want to see happen. And so, um, you know, that's why it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and they, were, they, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that's the, the day of Pentecost when they uh, began to speak in other languages. And everybody was hearing their languages. Right? But that was the power of the Holy Spirit. Does that stuff still happen today? We'll talk about that because that's important to understand. I think sometimes we limit the power of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Do not be drunk with wine which is, in which is disposition, uh, dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. A lot of times, you know, as a believer, what we're doing is we're filling ourselves with things that are not of the Spirit. And so when we fill ourselves with the things of the world, nothing's going to come out of us that overflows but what? The world, right? And so Jesus describes as a, the overflowing of the Holy Spirit when he talks about the tabernacle, the Feast of the Tabernacles. In John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, as he promises the Holy Spirit, he says, On the last day, 
that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Pastor Chuck has a book called Living Waters, which is really good. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet glorified. And so we're talking about these torrents of living water that should be flowing out of the believer and and because it's flowing out of us it it actually attracts people to us they want what you have you know they're they're like man at the end of the day you have to remember jesus is promising these things he's saying he is with you he shall be in you and you'll receive the power when he comes over you or upon you that's, that's an important thing. So as we look at the Holy Spirit, we need to prepare a place for the Holy Spirit in our life. Right? That's what Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18 through 18 says. But it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And so one of the books that we read uh, a long time ago was by Pastor Lloyd Pulley. Uh, and I would always, I think court remembers, I would always say the wrong title. Under the Influence. And that's not the name of the book. It's Under His Influence. <laughs> so I would always get it wrong every time. And Joe would give me the eyebrow. Um, one of the things he talks about is, is in the book, Under His Influence, Yielding to the Work of the Holy Spirit. Great book. Would definitely recommend it to you. Is he talks about what it means to walk in the Spirit. And, you know, all of us here knows what it is to have a stick shift. Now, if, if I was to ask Sarah's kids, they probably wouldn't know what a stick shift is because most of the cars don't have those nowadays. It's very rare to, to find a car with a stick shift. Um, and, and one of the things he had talked about in the book was for us to be connected to the Holy Spirit, he was talking about a missionary that had been uh, overseas. And the whole time he had this car for years, he would pop the clutch. So he always had to park on a hill so he could roll down and pop the clutch to start the vehicle. And all it was is when the new missionary came to relieve him, he goes, well, let me look at it. And he looks at it and he goes, well, you're, you're not connected to the power of the battery. And as soon as he put it on the battery, it started right up. Didn't need to pop the clutch no more. This dude had been driving this vehicle for years. But that's what happens with a lot of people as Christians. It's the same thing. They're doing everything in their strength. Everything. And you need to be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's one of the things he's talking about. He's, he's talking about, but I say walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. It's, it's, a, it's actually you being led by the Spirit, being obedient to the Spirit, and, and being guided by what we talked about last week, what? The Word. Your life should be guided by what? The Word. You know what makes it easier for you to walk by the Spirit? When you're in the Word. When you're being obedient to the word. 
Because if not, you're you're popping that clutch trying to get that thing started. Because you you have no guidance or direction for your life. D.L. Moody said this once. He says, you might as well try to hear without ears or breathe without lungs or as try to live a Christian life without the Spirit of God in your heart. It ain't going to work. And we have a lot of people that are, that are doing that now. A lot of Christians that are, that are just, by name, I'm a Christian. But if you look at their walk and you look at the way that they're acting, there's no growth. They're not growing. They're not connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. And we see it. It's, it's obvious. You know, when somebody's, and you know when somebody has that overflowing of the Spirit. One of the things we need to establish is who is the Holy Spirit? Because this is a big problem. People think it's a power or a force. I think even some, some religions teach it as a force, which is not true. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit is, is, you know, the Holy Spirit is known by various names including the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, and the Spirit of truth. And Jesus referred to him as another comforter, a helper. Right? A helper, a comforter. That's why he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, in John 14, 16. The Holy Spirit, the eternal God. The Bible makes it clear that the Holy Spirit is who? God. It's, it's God that resides in you through the Holy Spirit. You have something that the Old Testament heroes don't have. Joseph didn't have the Holy Spirit like you have. You have that. And we need to, it's like we, we really need to, to wake up to that, that we have God that resides in us. We shouldn't be hiding in a corner and fearing every little thing that comes up. And we, we see that happening more and more now. And it's crept into the church. You know, I, I love what Pastor Skip said. Pastor Skip said, you know, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, mask, non-mask, just come to church. Left, right, whatever, just come to church. Realistically, you need God. You need the Word of God. You need fellowship. You know? And, and unfortunately, you know, as we see, and this is not being told on the news, is actually the, for the last seven days, the numbers have been going down again in Texas. But you won't hear that on the news anywhere. It's, it's not being put out there. And, and sadly, at the end of the day, what happens is, it, they, they just propagate fear and fear and more fear. And, and we, we can't live in fear. We have, to, we have to understand that if we have God, the whole, we have the Holy Spirit, God residing in us, what are we doing? That's why it's like they were talking about, you know, doing the, uh, whether or not they're going to shut down and, you know, things that are, that that are going on even here you know and it's like what are we doing at some point you have to come to grips that this thing will always be here it was here before that we just called it SARS you know and so we need to come to grips with that we can't live in fear we need to understand that we have the Holy Spirit that resides in us and that we need to that can't stop us from sharing the gospel 
Because what happens is people are trapped in their houses now. They're so afraid to leave their house. And, and, and you have God. Your, your fear should be in the Lord, a reverence and awe. And then the, the best part of that is the Holy Spirit resides in you. He's here with you. He knows the date that you have appointed for go, to go home. He does. And we need to come to terms with that. God will call you home when it's time to come home. Now, we all hope that we go with the pre-tribulation, like we were all raptured up and we're gone. That's what the hope is. But at the end of the day, we need to, we need to be busy doing the Lord's work. And that's why the Lord said, I left you with the helper, the comforter. What'd you do with it? Right? And so he is uh, the Holy Spirit is God. He is called God. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the earth was without form, and the void and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Spirit of God, right? He's treated on equal basis with God the Father and God the Son. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. He's the characteristic of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, it says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except the Spirit of that person? which is in them. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. He's distinct. His characteristics are described as, as having knowledge. That's what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. It says, For what man knows the things that man except the Spirit of man which is in him? And even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. It's knowledge. It's the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, it, when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit teaches us. There's the characteristic of knowledge. It's wanting to help you understand the Word of God, to help you understand how to deal with this situation that you're in. Right? We go to, we go to God in prayer, and it's like you get led if you want to be led. But if you're going to be in your flesh, you're going to be in your flesh. But God's trying to help you through His characteristics of the Holy Spirit, the knowledge that He has. We also have the will in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, But one thing, uh, one and these, the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So the Holy Spirit, one of the characteristics is the will. The Holy Spirit is not just a, an influence or a power, but is a divine person who uses according to His will. To his will. Infinitely wise. Why would you want to be guided by him? Right? But yet you want to do what you want to do. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. The mind of God we see in Romans chapter 8 verse 27. It says, Now he searches the hearts and knows, hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit, the, the translated the mind as 
is a comprehensive word. It's the, the carnal mind is an enmity against God. And for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed it can be. So then the passage is quoted as the personality and the fullness of sense is ascribed to the Holy Spirit. It's a comprehensive word including the ideas of thought, feeling, and purpose. The Holy Spirit. Love. Love. Holy Spirit, one of the characteristics is love. In Romans chapter 15, verses 30, it says, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. He's saying here, love is ascribed to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not mere blind, unfeeling influence or power that comes into your life. The Holy Spirit is the person who loves tenderly as God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son. He loves you. He wants what's best for you. You have the intelligence and the goodness, and we read about this in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 20. It says, You also gave your good spirit to instruct them, and did not withhold your manna from their mouth, and gave them water for their thirst. It's that goodness, it's uh, the Holy Spirit that, that is taken care of And, it, and it's sad because at the end of the day, the, the, we consider that as we, as we look at the Holy Spirit, we just look at it as a, some kind of power or force, and it's not. It's God that resides in you. That, that right there should just kind of make you go, wait a minute. What do you mean? I gave my life to the Lord, and the Lord is, you mean, in my thoughts? Right? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it grieves. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It grieves. When you're in sin, when you're being unkind and evil and acting selfish and doing the things you're not supposed to do in your flesh, the Holy Spirit is grieving. It's also searching and speaking and praying for you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, But God has revealed them to, uh, to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps you, helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to, ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered when you can't even talk because you're in so much pain the spirit knows what to pray and then finally it's teaching and guiding you these are all the characteristics of the holy spirit teaching and guiding you in john chapter 15 verses 26 and 27 this is why i don't believe that no one can understand the bible it's you have to have a desire to, to want to. But the, the Helper will help you. It says in, in John 15, 26, it says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. He will help you. He will help you. Bring to you remembrance of all things. 
You open the Word of God up, you don't understand it, you ask God to help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit does the work of God. That's in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from the someone's interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but, but man spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Knowing the Holy Spirit is important, plus Jesus told us, in John 16, verse 7, it says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your benefit that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. See, Jesus and his humanity was limited, so the Holy Spirit came. Right? He's in his humanity, fully God, fully man. Right? And, and we talked about this a long time ago. You could... You know, with the amount of people that, that are in the world today, it's like I think one mathematician figured out that you would have a half a second with Jesus. So what are you going to ask for? You're going to get, uh, that's it, you're done. Next person. <laughs> you got a half a second. So with the Holy Spirit, the veil's been torn. You have access to God. He resides in you. Right? And so, in the humanity of Christ, Christ with, that, with over 5 billion plus people in the earth, if you average the time out, the mathematician figured it out, you'd get a half a second with Christ. Each person. That's it. You can't even ask for a problem to be fixed in that time. You know, and so that's why when we, when we look at this we need to understand that it's the holy spirit that's why he says the holy spirit but you will receive power you know that is the dunamis power which is it, another word for it is dynamite ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promise of the holy spirit you're supposed to be connected to that power you're sealed Right? So you're you, you have the power in you. You connect to it by what? The relationship. That's why we always tell y'all, you need to be in prayer. You need to be in the Word. You need to be in fellowship. And I know we sound like broken records, but it's like you're doing that. That's why we had the Acts 2.4.2. We talked about that early on. you got to be in Acts 2.4.2 church, which is uh, prayer, the Word, uh, breaking of bread and fellowship. That's an important part of it. But what happens is, you know, people will, they give their life to the Lord and, and they, they just never connect to that power. And you go, man, what happened? That they just, they're floundering. They may go back to their sin even. And I'll have people, you know, you'll have that question, well, did they lose their faith? I have no clue. I'm not God. And I won't play one from the pulpit. That's, you know, that's, that's between them and the Lord. You know? It's once saved, always saved. Right is what Chuck would say, as long as you what? Abide. That's what Chuck would always say. Abiding, now that doesn't mean you're perfect. You're going to fall. It's like you're constantly seeking God. 
even in the in the times of trouble right but you know that's that's what happens is people just don't grow A.W. Tozer once said you can you can have as much God as you want right the Lord wants you us to ask for and to receive the Holy Spirit for us yet either because of our understanding is darkened or because our hands are filled with costume jewelry right we're focused on the trinkets of the world right it's like God wants to give you that that full Alaskan king crab dinner and and you're gonna eat a, a shrimp for dinner and it's like you can have the king crab you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you but yet you're gonna go for the the one shrimp uh, you know at the end of the day it's like you can have a you can have dog food or you can have a ribeye steak which one you want it's kind of what it is it's like you have the you're sealed with the power you, I man it's a blessing you do things that it's all because of the Lord we see things that have happened and it's like man I don't even know it's God it's God and when people are 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 serving and stepping out and and being led by the Spirit man you see God move you see God move the Holy Spirit, one of the things that He does is He gives us the, the, the Spirit to boldly speak His Word. Um, and it also gives us the, uh, the opportunity to, to, to not allow those habits to enslave us in sin. That's what the Holy Spirit helps us with. You know? It allows us to actually say, hey, I do have shortcomings. I failed in these areas. You know, it's, at the end of the day, it allows somebody to forgive you when you say something you're not supposed to say. I did that with Teresa this week. We were in uh, Walmart. Never go to Walmart with a bunch of kids. Um, and I'm talking my adult kids. The, they were all over the place and trying to get license and all this for their fishing and all this stuff. And, and she came up and said something, and I, I just was in that mode of like i don't want to answer any more questions i just want to get y'all in the car and i want to go home you know i'm done <laughs> and then Teresa came up and i said it but she didn't hear it and so i i kind of responded back and it was like oops and she looked at me but that's what the holy spirit does it allows one for me to see my shortcomings and my failures I have to ask the Lord, hey, I'm sorry. And then, you know, Teresa, to allow, I mean, that's one of the things, it's like she forgives. We're not perfect. There's no perfect marriage. The marriage that's moving towards Christ, that's, man, that's what you want. But you want a marriage that two people are being led by the Spirit. And, and that changes everything. And, and one of the things I remember... Um, Francis Chan, or I forget who it's, one of the pastors when we did the uh, book, You and Me Forever, or something like that. But it said all it takes is for one person to, to say, you know what, I'm going to do what the Spirit of God is asking me to do. And eventually that other person will, you know, it just takes that one person to say, I'm going to do it. But it's hard. I know it's hard. Because we both, I mean, for 22 years, we, we were like done. And, you know, but that's what the Holy Spirit does. 
We gave our lives to the Lord. We were sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God that, that saved the marriage. It's the power of God that saves the family. And then one of the things we learned to do is obey the Word of God, which is what the Holy Spirit teaches you, right? You start praying for others. You start caring for others more. Holy Spirit helps you with that. You start loving the unlovable, which is the hardest thing, right? Because your flesh wants to say, you're a knucklehead. You need to wake up. But, but the Holy Spirit allows you to love that person that's unlovable. And that's hard. But you can only do that when you're connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to be connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. We follow Him no matter where He leads us. Because who's leading you? It's God. You have the Holy Spirit in you. That's why we see that demonstration that he talks about in Galatians. It's that flesh and spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. It's, it's a battle that's happening constantly. And, and y'all know the story from Billy Graham. It's a, an old one where he, he talked to, about two dogs, and it's going to be... The dog that you feed the most, one being the flesh and one being the spirit. The one that's going to control you is the one you're feeding the most. If you're feeding the spirit, you're going to be led by the spirit. You're going to grow in that way. But if you're feeding the flesh, your responses and everything are going to be in the flesh. And so we got to be very careful with which one we're feeding. It's, it's easy to be in our fleshly desires and our carnal ways, right? It's easy to respond. Lord knows it's, it, today is so easy to, to just be like, what's wrong with you? Do you not see what's happening? Are your eyes not open? But we have to remember we have to, we have to respond with love and in the spirit. In the flesh, it'd be so easy to go, man, you're, you're a knucklehead, bro. You need to wake up. You need to wake up. And it's so easy to try to do that because our flesh wants to win. Uh, you know, and, and the phones make it easier. Right? It makes it easier. You can torch somebody online and, and, or somebody go off on you online or something. I've had it happen. I've had to actually remove a family member. They just got ugly. And I was like, I can't. If I, if I keep them on, I'm going to respond in the flesh. And so they're, I, I gotta, they're going to have to be muted or whatever we got to do, but I can't do this because my flesh is going to come out, and I don't want to do that. Here comes our train. It's a big one too, Court. <laughs> it's number two, second train for tonight. Let, let that horn get past us. Alright, so we see the, the battle that's happening between the flesh and the spirit. And, and it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Now the works of the flesh, and this is very important to catch this, the works of the flesh are evident. Evident. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, rivalries, dissension, divisions, Right? How much, just think about that as a church today. 
how much of the flesh is being being anchored in division it's a lot of it and 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 i can tell you that's probably something i need to work on myself it's it's it is a, a tough thing for sure divisions envy drunkenness orgies and things like these i warn you as i warned you before he's like hey it's second time i've told you this right those the, uh, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Second time you were warned. You got to stop doing it. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, right? But then it goes on because it gives you the flesh, right? That was the flesh, and then y'all know the Spirit, right? What is the fruit of the Spirit? In Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. And then it says in verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, and envy or envying one another. Right? Isn't that crazy? I love the way that Paul you know, brings that together because he deals with the flesh in verses 19 uh, through 21, and then, in, and then he deals with the spirit in verses 22 through 24. This is what you shouldn't be doing, and this is what you should be doing. This is what your life, the fruit of the Spirit, should be producing. Now, if you go, I ain't got no kindness. I sure ain't got no peace. Well, maybe I need to ask the Lord to start helping with that. Or if you go, man, I, it's hard for me to love that person. Or I'm struggling with my self-control because, you know, I know my wife, I know I do stuff. We've been married 35 years. I know I do stuff that probably, <laughs> we were talking about it, sometimes it just irritates but she, that's the power of the Spirit. She just doesn't, it doesn't bother her anymore. You know, or she'll let it go. Now, sometimes she'll need to let me know, hey man, you need to, can you help out with that? And that's, that's cool. But it's like we need to have that understanding of like, I want to be patient and I want to be kind and I want to have self-control. Who wouldn't want these things? Who wouldn't want to have peace? Right? But that's what the fruit of the Spirit provides. That's why we need to, what do we do to do this? We walk in this, we walk with the Spirit, right? And we're, we're obedient to the Word, and our relationship begins to grow, and we start producing the fruit. And if we're not producing the fruit, we just ask the Lord to help us with it. Ask the Lord to show us what areas in our heart that needs to be. Because look, I, I, I'm not trying to guilt anybody here tonight because I know I can look at verses 19 through 21 and go, there's probably some stuff I need to work on here. Because it's easy for me to be divided right now. It, it's so easy to be divided in the world right now. Right? But that's what the enemy wants. But at the same time, you look at verses 26, it's saying, don't be conceited. Right? Oh, look at me. I got the Spirit. Everything's going great, right? Don't provoke one another or envy. Have envy. For, well, man, their church is bigger than our church. 
you know, that kind of stuff. We, let's not do that, right? Let's not do that. So just remember that. It's like the flesh and the spirit, that battle that happens all the time. Uh, it, and it really deals with the heart. It has, it's a heart issue. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, it says, and, and who has also put his seal on us and given us the spirit in our hearts, in our hearts as a guarantee. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, keep your heart with all vigilance, from, uh, from, for from it flows the spring of life. And then Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 said, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, we all know this verse pretty well. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I tell you who can understand it, the Holy Spirit can. You can't. Neither can I. We need the Holy Spirit. And so the, 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 the Bible is referring to the heart, but it's also just talking about our understanding and our, and our thoughts, our emotions, our judgments, our motives, our desires, right? It's not just the heart that pumps out blood, right? It's, it's the spring that comes from our heart, from our life that, that handles all those different things. And it's the Holy Spirit, where the Holy, that's where the Holy Spirit takes residence at. And so you got you to deal with stuff here, right? Temptation comes here. Now, when you start playing around with it, then it goes here. If you start responding in the flesh here, and it comes out here, you need to deal with that. If you're doing it here, and you're doing it, you still need to deal with that. You need to, you need to ask the Lord to help you with that. But thank God you're not coming out here, right? Because that's a hard thing to, when you want to go, ooh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> right. But you, you're like, okay, let me walk away or let me catch my breath or, you know. But that's the spirit getting you out of that because you don't need to let your flesh go. But what you need to do is be careful because what happens if you start letting those things take root here, they take root here. And then the heart gets hard. The heart gets hard. And so the heart is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. So that, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in what? Love. Love. In love. And just remember, your body is the, the temple. The Holy Spirit resides in. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 through 20 says, Or do you not know that the... The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. You know, so some of us, maybe our homes are, are, have been neglected, right? We, we have some areas of our heart that need to repair. And the Holy Spirit will help you do that. You know, maybe he's already kind of showed you some areas that need work. But he'll remove the clutter. You know, we talked about God residing in your heart and wanting to have that time with you daily. He's wanting that time with you because why? He loves you. That's what the relationship is. You don't spend some, like if I, if I don't see my wife for four or five weeks, what kind of relationship are we going to have? I don't talk to her on the phone for four or five weeks. She's not going to know what's going on in my daily life. I'm not going to know what's going on in her daily life. How, how is that relationship going to end? 
badly. We're going to start fighting because we're, she's going to start living her way and her, and that's what happened. And, and, and so I, you know, at the end of the day, one of the things that's really hard is like, it's a relationship. That's what people don't get when you're walking in the spirit. It's a relationship with God. And so if you only crack your Bible open on Sunday and Wednesday, what are you doing the other days of the week? Because you need to nurture that relationship daily. Daily. And, and you, what do you do? You start feeding the flesh. You start, well, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch some stuff. Next thing you know, you binge watch a whole week. <laughs> right? Or you just you go off and start doing stuff of the flesh. And you can't figure out, well, why am I struggling so bad? Well, a lot of it is because you've, you've allowed the flesh to take control. You haven't been obedient to the Spirit. And so we need to ask God to help remove that clutter from our heart. All that sin, that pride, that arrogance, that self-righteousness, that selfishness, the bitterness and the resentment and all that stuff, the unforgiveness, it all has to go. All of it. He's not going to let you have any of that stuff in there. He's not. And, 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 I, and, and what happens is that stuff creeps in and it's easier for you to, 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 to start to sin because you start responding in the flesh. Somebody upsets you, you boom, and you respond in the flesh. So we need to evaluate our life and who's really in control. So a couple questions we have to ask ourselves, and, and I'll, I'll get to the application here in just a second, Court, and we'll jump into those. But here's just a quick, couple quick questions. What is on my heart? So when we ask ourselves these questions and we're talking, think about it through the Spirit, what is on my heart daily? What is on my lips? What is on my mind? What is on display in my life? And you can answer either of those, each four of those questions, either flesh or spirit. Right? Flesh or spirit. That's, that's between you and the Lord. And so our application for tonight, um, if I can find it here. Let me get to it. <laughs> I just realized what kind of time we're at. We're way over and all. But, all right, first one. So as we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, I think one of the things that Chuck is talking about is the relationship, right? Having the Holy Spirit reside in you. I want you to focus on three areas. Uh, the first one being our speech, right? We're supposed to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing a melody in our hearts to the Lord, right? So what comes out of your mouth reflects what's in your hearts. So a good way to tell whether we're yielded to the, the influence of the Holy Spirit is by your conversation, right? You can, you can look at it by your conversation. Just think about it. It's... it's uh, you know, if, if, we're care, if we look at our, our week, you know, how, how did we speak to each other? How did we, am I, am I speaking in love and mercy and grace? Or am I, is my speech, uh, you know, am, I, am I, you know, speaking back and, and talking down or, or, or speaking ugly to somebody, right? The other thing we can do is lie with our speech. Uh, we just came back from fishing. It's funny how the fish get bigger each year, right? I think they caught a fish maybe that big. 
and I'm sure by next year it'll be like <laughs> or the shark that they almost caught was you know because Jesse almost caught one I, I think it was two feet but probably next year it'll be six you know that's how that's how men are when they talk but that's lying all right and that's what he's talking about with the spirit it's like don't don't stretch the truth the other thing is like we need to remember that the the the, the Holy Spirit teaches us the art uh, we need to ask for the Holy Spirit to teach us not to speak. Pastor Joe has mastered this. That's one of the things. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, he stays out of trouble a lot of, by the time. And I, I appreciate that about him. I mean, but when he does need to say something, it, 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 he'll tell you. But at the end of the day, we need to practice the, the art of not speaking sometimes. Because sometimes we want to respond in our flesh and we need to, you know, let me hang on to that and we'll let that go, right? Why? Because words are powerful. You either can what? Do what? You do two things with words. You either build somebody up or you destroy them, right? You can encourage them or discourage them. So here's the first application. So is the Holy Spirit or the flesh influencing your speech? That's between you and God. And, and you know, y'all, you can pray about that tonight, right? Second thing, our attitude giving thanks always, uh, are we always willing to give thanks to God the Father? Right? In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it says the right attitude is directed. So Paul says that we should, give, uh, we should be giving thanks always for all things, right? We're acknowledging what God is, is doing in our life. It's, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Are you complaining and grumbling all the time? Are you being disobedient to the Word of God? Right? You know, we can measure our, our thankfulness. Think about it. Is, am I quicker to blame God for my problems than I am to thank Him for His faithfulness? That's the next one. Am I quicker to blame God for my problems then I am to thank him for my faithfulness, for his faithfulness. You want to know if you're thankful or not? That just do you lash out at people because things aren't going your way? We're going to talk about that Sunday. Do you come down heavy on somebody when they make a mistake? Right? Do you get angry physically? All those things. It's like, you, you, do you have a thankful heart? Hey, you could live in Afghanistan. We're in air conditioning. Is anybody trying to bust through the doors right now? No. We need to be thankful for that. It's easy to crumble, but we need to be thankful that we can even come together and do this without persecution of somebody coming through that door to kill us. You can be thankful for that. It's easy to be to be upset and, and complain. But we need to we need to need to think about that because part of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is is, is knowing that God is working in us and through us and out of us and wanting us to, to grow in our relationship with Him. And the last thing is 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 our relationship submitting to one another, right? Because we have the fear of God. So uh, one of the greatest proofs that, that uh, whether or not we're yielding to the influence of the Holy Spirit is our relationship. 
with others? Are we selfish? Right? Um, sometimes selfishness, you can, it can be rooted in conflict if it's not, if it's not checked. Self, selfishness will eat away and destroy the bond of friendship. It'll also destroy a marriage too when somebody's selfish. But we're supposed to be doing what? It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul draws attention to it. He says he sought, uh, we're supposed to be what? Submitting to one another in the fear of God. And we saw one of the greatest examples of that with Abram, right? With Lot. Lot wanted, their people wanted more. What did, what did Abram say? In Genesis 13, 8 and 9, he says, If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. But see, when we're selfish, we want what? Our way. We want our way. Last question. Are you in constant conflict with others? Is it the conflict always the other person's fault and not yours? Not my problem. It wasn't me. It's him. It's not my problem. It wasn't me. It's her. Right? We blame everybody else for our issues. The Spirit wants our relationship to be rooted what? In the Spirit. It is, this is really, this chapter is the key to your growth as a Christian. Is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. To be empowered by the Holy Spirit. There's a great prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. And one of the things it says in verse 16, it says that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through the, His Spirit in your inner being. You be strengthened in your inner being. I'm going to pray that for you all tonight. And I'm going to pray that for you that are watching online. Um, I know that you know, a lot of us have, have been going through stuff. And if you've given your life to Christ, you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And maybe sometimes you need that fresh one of the Spirit. And you need to be strengthened in your inner being. Because the flesh has gotten a hold of us. Now, if I ask if anybody's had the flesh get a hold of us, every, I would imagine every one of us could. We've all had those moments, right? We all have. But you have the power of the Holy Spirit, and guess what? He loves you and wants that relationship with you. Even when you're at your lowest point, that's the power of the Spirit. God loves you, and He wants to strengthen you in your inner being. So let's close out in prayer, and we'll, we'll pray that. Father God, we thank you so much for today. We do pray, as we uh, read that verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Lord, according to the riches of His glory, that you may grant... And strengthen the power through the Holy Spirit in, in our inner being, Lord. It says in verse 17, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love. Lord, help us to be strengthened to comprehend the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled, that you may fill us with the fullness of God. Lord, we ask that here for those that are watching online and for us. Sometimes we're doing things in our flesh and we shouldn't be. And sometimes we forget that we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us and we forget it. And Lord, I ask you to, to strengthen each one of us, to 
bring a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit, whether they listen to this online, uh, uh, through the podcast, whatever, Lord, whoever's listening to this, I pray if, they, if they've given their life to Christ, to, to let them know they have the power of the Holy Spirit inside them, to connect to that power, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be guided by God's Word. And we just pray, Lord, it, it's, uh, you know, as we go through being empowered by the Spirit, that's what we want for the church here in Divine. And so we pray for that. I pray for everyone, Lord, that, uh, that attends that, and, and that watches online, that you would help us do that, that we would be loving our neighbors and, and, uh, and, and seeking to, to be uh, there in need and, and, and to help and, 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 Lord, to be guided for this city, the things that are needed. Uh, we pray for the night of worship. We, we're asking for a movement of the Holy Spirit to wake the city up, to wake the city up, that, that we would uh, turn to you, Lord. And, and we pray that for our nation as well, Lord. We have uh, many Christians in America, many Christians in America, and, and I pray that they would be thankful that they get to come into a church and worship you. They're not getting to do this in Canada. They're not getting to do this in Australia. They're not getting to do this in, in Afghanistan. And yet we grumble and complain. A little hot today in church. Right? I know I've said that before. We had the AC go out one time. What, what was I thinking? You know? That's the flesh. But you love us, Lord, and we thank you for that. And I pray, uh, Father God, if there's anybody that's struggling with fear, help them. Help them overcome that, Lord. And we pray for the marriages. We pray for the families. We ask, Lord, just any division, any strife, any anger, any unforgiveness, things that go on with families, because you know how families can be, Lord. I pray that you would help us be in the Spirit and love on those that are unlovable. We thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Sunday, Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Man, I can't believe I remember that. Wow. So Sunday will be in Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Uh, again, we're going to deal with the, the other two uh, issues of wonderful story of the, the young woman that had the bleeding for 12 years and went to the doctor and couldn't. Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And then uh, the doctors could, had no answers. So, And then the young girl who was 12 that was dying of illness and and it's just an amazing story of hope and and both of them fall where at jesus's feet and that's the thing that we should be doing as well so calvarydivine.org if you need to get a hold of us uh if you need information on the night of worship it's on the website but if you need any specific information please get a hold of us and uh and god bless you i hope you have a wonderful wednesday night god bless Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.
We would love to invite you to come out and join us for our free prayer and worship night on Sunday, September 12th at 6 p.m. at the VFW parking lot located at 211 West College Avenue in Divine, Texas. Performing that night will be Darren Miller, Jarrell, the Rise Worship Band, the Grace Worship Band, and a special message from Pastor Wade Collier all the way from Houston, Texas. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 5, it says, Stand up and bless the Lord your God from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessings and praise. Come join us as we stand up and worship the Lord and lift up the city of Divine, Medina County, and the state of Texas. We hope to see you there. To get more information on this event, you can go to calvarydivine.org. calvarydivine.org.